You're listening to Fit Pro Sessions with Parallel Coaching, episode number 32. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman, and in today's podcast, myself and Haley join the Parallel Coaching Inner Circle and talk about the coronavirus and how to make the most of uncertain times. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Haley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching. How to make the most of uncertain times around coronavirus. So Hayley, what's your thoughts on corona? (laughs) (laughs) What's your thoughts on coronavirus? It's interesting to see that how the impact it's had on so many. I think this is probably the big thing for me. Is like it's amazing. It started in one place with one person, and now suddenly there are thousands and thousands of people affected. It just shows how interconnected we all are. I, I think that is just amazing. The person next door is buying loo roll because of one or two, a select number of people in the back end of China eating something a bit dodgy. Yeah. Which is ironic that they ate something dodgy, but my next door neighbour's buying toilet roll. <laughs> How strange. How connected we all are. How, How strange. Um, the main problem that I'm seeing is this lack of of guidelines of how to move forward as a business. Yes. So not just fitness professionals, but... Um, all types of businesses. It's quite vague, isn't it? But I suppose if you think how different every business is, it has to be fairly vague because it's so unique to your own business plan and risk assessment. Which is why I put the post in yesterday that you know your business better than anyone else. Yes. And no one can tell you how to run your business other than you. And you're knowing, kind of first message, in your heart of hearts, what you should do, whether you should kind of close shop, reduce numbers... Um, there's so many possibilities and we're going to go through them in the next kind of half an hour. I don't know yeah. how long this one's going to last. I'm not really bothered. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be useful Because we're in somewhat isolation. We don't have it, but we we're do. Always we're always in isolation. <laughs> we just live in parallel camp. <laughs> we live behind this green screen. So <laughs> in HQ. <laughs> in, in, in HQ. So um, I think that's the biggest thing is just this unknown of how do we move forward? How do we interpret... Um, the guidelines, the kind of vague rules of what we should or shouldn't do. What was really interesting this morning was UK Active yes. um, released a press statement that said that that gyms aren't, aren't, shouldn't close right now. They should kind of operate as normal and make their own decisions locally as to what measures they put in place. So our local Pure Gym, the gym we go to, they've, still they're still open, but they've reduced their group timetable class and cut the numbers in half. So instead of 20 people booking, it's now only 10 people booking. So they can increase the um, the space between clients, people training. Um, they can spread the sp- spin bikes out so that you're not in close proximity. And one of the gym venues in Milton Keynes, they um, they basically cancelled all group exercise. You can still go in and use the gym. And one yeah, which and is stuff. the badminton centre where we use. So they've completely stopped all group exercise. Uh, another uh, press statement this morning. The uh, British Triathlon Federation have put a press statement out asking for all um, British triathlon clubs to cease all group training until the end of April. So just solo training going just on. Just solo training going on. And I think that's a big move going forwards. Um, completely unrelated. I'm a big into surfing. I think a number of you know that we do a lot of surfing and bodyboarding down here in the southwest. But the uh, World Surf League have cancelled the entire first stage of the season and no surf competitions on the world stage are going to go ahead until the end of May. Which is amazing. And that's not just because of the... Um, competitors being because they're quite far apart anyway in the water <laughs> but um, it's the crowds isn't it around so yeah completely um, the next thing down I want to kind of dial into the problems of where you guys are where we're at because we're fitness pros at the end of the day I still have one-to-one clients one of my clients uh, has been tested positive for it um, haven't seen him for a couple of weeks which is good news for me <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's in isolation but this is kind of um, 
panic into survival mode. Mm. And I think in that survival mode, where people are panic buying, uh, thinking about, you know, uh, where are their kids going to be, the clubs they're going to be at, where they're going to get their food from, are their Tesco deliveries going to be on time? Um, and fitness, yeah. sorry to jump in, yeah. fitness is at the back burner. Yes, last thing. Last thing people think about are the extras. Last people think about are the extras, and that's kind of uh, the, the problem for us as fitness professionals because no one's thinking about staying healthy, yet in the um, <laughs> French government, it was actually something that was recognised as essential yes. next to work, was yeah. exercise and staying active. And we yeah. know that the, the more we stay active, the more we increase the, those feel-good endorphins, we, you know, exercise is the best prescription for depression and anxiety. And, yeah. and in the most anxious times, we're not exercising. Like, what's going on? It doesn't what make the... sense. And so there's this survival mode within society, survival mode within the local community, survival mode within your clients. And, and you might be in survival mode as a fit pro as Yes. Well. So your own survival mode of like, oh, what do I do with my clients? And you may be jumping to rash decisions about what you can and can't do, yeah. um, which creates this even more amount of fear and anxiety. And that fear and anxiety grows the more you focus on that. So the main thing with um, anything is that where focus goes, energy flows. So the more people focus on watching their timelines, listening to the news, worrying about things and um, sort of cancelling and surviving more, like cancelling off yeah. the like groups and classes and things, the more that that anxiety grows. Yeah, completely. So like the one thing I've done is unfollow a number of people that are talking heavily uh, various Facebook pages that are talking heavily around coronavirus. And I know we're doing it now, but we're, we're doing it from a place of, of growth and seeing the opportunities and possibilities of how to get through these uncertain times. But if you are focusing on all of the kind of bad news of this coronavirus, it's only going to make you feel more anxious and more tense um, around that. Yeah. Which kind of magnifies the whole problem, even though exactly. in your household there might not be a problem. Totally agree. Um, the next one down for a problem, I think, is routine. Routine. Yes. Routine. Because if people are now uh, working from home, like, let's backtrack. We are creatures of habit. We crave and love routine. And now people are working from home. Kids may be um, not at school. Uh, kids clubs cancelled. Uh, your gym is cancelled or not doing things. Yeah. And so now people's routines are all up in the air, which again creates a huge level of anxiety, a huge level of tension, um, because people can't stick to, well, Monday night is my spin night. Uh, Thursday yeah. night is my kettlebell class. That's the point where I relax and de-stress from the week. Um, the, the kids go into ballet, for example, their ballet lessons is a point where mums and dads can kind of go, Whoo, and have like, 30 minutes to themselves and relax mm. and now suddenly routines are all up in the air yeah and with that if they're not working you maybe don't eat in the same pattern you maybe aren't having the same sort of lunch times the same morning routines the same activities. so it's kind of kind of i'm gonna i'm gonna jump forwards now um to kind of where, where we should be in the back end of this live yeah. and just give a just uh, give, an give, give an answer to that. I'm going to Romeo and Juliet this one. <laughs> and what do you mean by Romeo and Juliet? Uh, it's tell the answer at the beginning. Yeah. There we go. So what I mean by that is if you know what your current clients or future prospects have as a problem, and we just mentioned routine is a big problem. Yeah. Their, their eating is out. Their wake-up times are all out. They've got more time at home. They're more lethargic. But all of their routine is up in the air. This is great content for emails, great content for Facebook, social mm. media, to help them through these uncertain times as well. So actually, in amongst the chaos, are some golden messages that we can support our clients with. Yeah, and some definitely. great opportunities. And I firmly believe that the businesses, it doesn't matter whether you do one class a week in your local church hall or you've got a massive great big boot camp, you're all the same, you're all in business. The businesses that innovate and are more creative and are seeing the opportunities for what they are right now are going to thrive yeah. through this and come out the other end stronger. You're going to set a new standard, a new 
um, op uh, standard operation. You're going to set a new status quo. As cheesy as this sounds, you're going to raise the bar of how you see things and how you operate. Yes. And if we go back to kind of bam, if we go back to kind of a financial crash of 2008, there was... Well, it's a lot. I'm not going to call this a dichotomy. There was two groups of people, but we can see two trends. There was one trend over here that didn't uh, innovate and didn't create, and they just disappeared. Mm -hmm. And then a, a classic example of that is Blockbuster. I was going to say Blockbuster and Netflix. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you've got the other the other group of people over here, businesses that did innovate. They they were creative. They saw how people were dealing with this crisis and they helped them went the other way without the without the um what's the word i'm looking for the desire of of receiving something back they mm. just went out there to fulfill this this need of i just want to help people yes. and they created an innovative way to deliver their product and they are thriving 10 years on and what i love about the possibility of that is that Neil said, thriving 10 years on. That's not just to get over mm. the worst bit. It's long term in that what you set up now in the hardest of times will help you in when, even when it's easiest. Yeah. Because you've got a massive opportunity to grow. So I'm going to go on a sidetrack again a little bit. Um, inside my coaching group I'm part of, one of the uh, guys uh, in there... Uh, over the last, I'm going to say three months, has been doing some Facebook advertising and giving away a seven-day free trial to his online program. Is that okay uptake? Nothing to like write home about, and he's kind of throwing his toys out the pram. However, he changed his offer um, sometime last week, and he is giving away 28 days for free. His cost per lead, an email, has dropped radically so i think he's paying like 56p an email okay so it's got cheaper so to it's get got new cheaper clients. to get new clients and he's put 150 new people into his online program which is just phenomenal and he wasn't getting much before at all if well any. he was getting a few but he's yeah. got in, in a week he's got 150 new people in there and yeah there might be some tire kickers there might be some people who just go oh, i'll go in and see what it's like because it's free but if he converts Let's just say his conversion is not all that great and he only gets... 25%. Uh, tw or 25%. 35? Well, that's good. I'm liking the maths. He's going to get 35 new clients in 28 days. So one of the things I want to kind of write home about as a message now, really early on in this live, is react versus respond. Yeah. And what I mean by that is if you're reacting and you're trying to make a quick buck and get your clients from the, the school hall to online uh, quickly and not see the bigger picture, it's only going to cause more stress and anxiety and tensions in the short term um, whilst this is all going on. Rather than seeing this as an opportunity and, and helping people and going up there to drive with that need of help. Yeah, nice. And... Consequently, you reap the rewards down the line. There's no quick buck to be made here, but there is many bucks to be made if you play the longer game. Nice. Okay, I like it. So react versus respond. We're going to dial into that uh, as the Facebook Live unfolds. And something I've already seen with a lot of fit pros is that reaction, that gut-wrenching reaction of, oh my God, I'm not going to have any clients, I'm not going to have any income. And this creates a certain amount of fear inside. Now, this might hurt. This reality of this might hurt. Yeah. But it's probably because you're not prepared and you've not maybe seen the facts for what it is or you're not allowing yourself to look at the facts, which creates this fear where you kind of go, it'll be all right, it's fine. Or you're getting to rash decisions which show that you're not prepared yeah. to take on something in this case. What, one yeah. thing that I... Um have beat this drum for for a good couple of years now certainly inside our fitness business kickstarter uh, is to have multiple approaches to training clients yeah why class is like a value ladder and i see a lot of going on that kind of scarcity approach you just mentioned is a lot of fit pros just do say one-to-one -one training or just do some group-based classes and they're not thinking about these curveballs that life throws us and i think you know the coronavirus is a pretty <laughs> pretty damn big curveball you couldn't necessarily put that in your risk assessment at the start not at no. all but what it does show if we get anything from this um coronavirus is that we must have a multiple ways of creating 
uh, revenue. Yeah. Multiple ways of helping clients. And shortly we're gonna talk about the transition from one-to-one -one and group-based to have a membership system, um, maybe incorporates online and offline, but also selling digital products which means that when times like this do happen, because it will happen again, something like this will happen in the next 10 yeah. years again. Every 10 years, something hits this planet that wipes it on, puts it on its ass. <laughs> no pun intended for the loo roll. <laughs> but something is going to happen again in the next eight to 10 years, uh, whether it be a financial crash, uh, an, another virus, something will happen whereby we have to innovate and create. Yeah. So this is a great opportunity for you to see the possibility that having a digital product that you sell alongside your normal one-to-one -one sessions allows you to create revenue, help more people, but not um, suffer the financial downside. Awesome. And another part of that, if I may add, <laughs> is that this is a new opportunity, like Neil was saying, it's an underlying opportunity to turn around and change something, but that only happens if you change something. So rather than... Oh! This, <laughs> this is amazing! So why can't I just take the kettlebell class that I do in a local hall, or the Pilates class that I do in a local hall, and then just move that online, and then everything will all be okay. And as soon as the virus finishes, I'll just go back to what I used to do. Um, why can't they do that? I, why can't we do that? This is a great point. So if I, I tr let's just say I, tr I have a kettlebell class and I got 16 people. They turn up to my outdoor venue or school hall and those 16 people love the process of getting ready for that session. They love the process yes. of driving or traveling to that session. They love the five, 10 minutes before the session starts. Getting out of the house. They love the process of getting out of the house, escaping the kids. They love the process of going through the class, of being part of a community, feeling that sense of achievement as, as one, as a self, as an I. <laughs> me, myself, me and Neil. Me, myself, and Neil. But they love the sense of achievement as a group, as a pack. We're pack animals. They love that dopamine hit at the end of a class on how they feel. They love that feeling when they get back in the, in the car, all hot and sweaty, with a sense of pride, a sense of achievement. They love that feeling after the session, once they're home and they can text their friends and they can talk about how they feel. So by taking something offline and putting it online we've got to replicate those exact feelings of why they come and yeah. from training clients for 15 years or so now 99.9% of clients don't actually come to swing a kettlebell they come for all of the other cascaded health benefits mindset benefits such as meeting people laughing with people having a sense of community those are actually what they're there for majority of the time. So by going online, you actually take away some of those things unless you create and innovate. So you can't literally pick up the class and put it online. You've got to be able to take all of the extra cascaded benefits Ooh, nice. from the class and also put them online as well. And if you fail to do that, then there will be a knock-on effect in two ways. One of which will be that it'll be hard to sell yeah. because people will be like, oh, that's not really what I want. But it's not, that's it. It's not, it doesn't really solve my problem. So online training has... Oh, I've done it. I haven't got my second. I oh, want to talk oh, very oh, quickly. Keep your, keep your thought. <laughs> <laughs> online training is huge. It, out, it top trumps face-to-face -face training. Mm -hmm. But you get the type of person that likes online training and the type of person that likes face-to-face uh, -face. Face -face training. What we're talking about is taking the face-to-face -face people that love face-to-face -face and putting them in a platform but they perhaps don't know or like. Go for your second point. Second point would be even if and when you sell them, to then join and you manage to like persuade that it will be great and everything else, maybe their existing clients, does it meet their needs and wants enough for them to hang around and therefore be lucrative for you in the long Lovely. run? Lovely, yes. Um, so, and with that comes a, a, an exposure, if you like, to the fact that just by trying to take the same class, put it online or the same session, put it online, it shows a bit of a lack of knowledge across fit pros and also the lack of what we call social equity, whereby you can't necessarily market something straight away because you've got no back 
log online. Yeah, and we're going to talk about this. We've got a an acronym called STEPS, S-T-E-P-P-S, which Ooh, we're going to go... P-P-S, and we're going to go through that very shortly. Final point I want to make, though... Um, yeah, just just that we have got some principles and some action yeah. parts for you. <laughs> so not just <laughs> we're not just we're not just blabbering on here. The next point I want to talk about, uh, looking at the notes, is that if gyms do close, you have the best opportunity in the world yeah. because my local Pure Gym has got seven thousand members. Those seven thousand members, let's just say that twenty percent of them go to the gym on a weekly basis, one visit. Yeah, that's fourteen hundred people. Yeah. 1,400 people in my local community now have nowhere to go. What they know is classes, they know about machines, they know about dumbbells. What they don't know about is how to train in their own home. Maybe their loved one has got the coronavirus and they are in isolation as well but don't have it yet. And they want to get active in their garage, in their back garden, in their backyard. So what we've got is a huge opportunity for people that do already value exercise but yeah. can't and we need to be able to kind of solve their problem for them. Yes. There we go. Yeah, exactly. And it now, gives you a huge opportunity. But here's the, the problem I see is that fit pros generally um, don't spend enough time, energy and effort to develop a package online but also when they do they also undercharge and undervalue their services. Ooh. So let's say, for example, I have a, I go, uh, I have a class and it's a kettlebell class and it's £5 a session and they do, say, six classes a month, that's £30. Now you're going to put your kettlebell stuff online, you're still going to charge 30 quid, if not more. You're not... Most people might turn around and go, oh, it's a tenner. Because <laughs> they're not actually coming to me. That's not the case. In fact, I see it as you have the ability to even charge more because you have the ability to have on-demand training and stack serious amounts of value. Yes. So, the possibilities, the possibilities. Uh, let's make sure we got on our notes. Um, Hayley mentioned about not being prepared, one-to-one. -one. Yes. Knowledge and social. Knowledge, yeah, we're cool. So, yeah, poss uh, possibilities. Now, I see it as three possibilities here. First possibility is... Um, how do I take my one-to-one -one group based and still work with them? First possibility is just carry on as normal. Right now, UK Active uh, government guidelines have not said I cannot operate. Yeah. They've not locked it down. No. So for me, I would go ahead and and continue operating, but you might, you might make some changes. You might make some changes. And you those might changes innovate. will be based on your own risk assessment of your own business. So you might have a business that is a boot camp with 80 people in there, or you might have a business that has um, three people maximum per private Pilates class, for example. So you've got these massive different business models. So it will be different to everybody. for everyone. Nothing's right or wrong. So if I had a big boot camp, and I, as you know, I had a boot camp, you know, with almost 100 guys in. If I was still running that boot camp right now, whereby the numbers were pretty big on every session, I would, um, first off, half my number size. So instead of, say, 40 people turning up, I now have 20 people turning up. The other 20 people that couldn't train, I would just put on another session and I would absorb that time and as a cost, as yep. a cost to me, if possible. Which for the sake of an hour. For the sake of an 20, hour to, to please everybody is fine. So I would see the next initial kind of couple of weeks as a way you might have to give more, <laughs> but not expect anything else back. And I think this is a big consideration for a lot of people because we have... Uh, oddly in our society this this notion that if I'm going to do something then I've got to be rewarded for it and get that kind of immediate gratification mm. and be paid for it but in these uncertain times we have to go above and beyond add more value so it might be cutting your group sizes in half but doing double the amount of sessions yeah um, that's it, quite a nice solution it might be what that about one to ones if, if you're good and they're good so if I one to one some of my one to ones were in our kind of home gym mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't use the home gym I would go out and about, I'd be out in the fresh air, I'd utilise the environment and go somewhere whereby um, I'm not going to be in contact or pro close proximity to other people. So I'd go into the local park. 
because that's the best place to be is fresh air amongst the trees around water and get a real good feel sense of feeling for 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 the mindset being out and about being out yeah. and about so you may have to adapt your approach of what you know is training right now and how you currently operate as the status quo and see this as an opportunity to push and challenge the way you deliver certain sessions yes but ultimately there will i think come a time where one-to-one and groups classes are going to be put on their ass and we we can't train we can't do that and especially with the social uh what's it called social, social distancing. distancing so the next thing down is actually an exploration into online membership online training and that which is the same thing and the third one um would be digital products, digital products. Um, and this is the perfect time the possibility now or the opportunity you have is the perfect time for kind of downing tools a little bit and you might financially be stung a little bit here because you're not training as much but then you're everyone's in that same boat but this is a perfect time to um develop innovate and develop a digital product well yeah if you've got less clients and time was your biggest barrier before before you now have more time because you've got less one-to-one clients less things going on which means that you are able to maybe put that time into creating something new like a membership or online um, uh, package pa- platform or a or package, digital yeah. product. One of the things we see, I've, I've spoken to a couple of learners for really in the last 24 hours, um, yesterday and, and a little bit this morning, is they, they want to put their training online, but once the coronavirus goes away, they don't want to do online. No. <laughs> Which I called them out as kind of like, why would you do that? You're reacting and not responding. Whereas the opportunity here is by transitioning online, once this coronavirus has blown away, which it will do in the coming weeks or months, um, you're left, if you develop and innovate an online digital product now, you're left with an additional product. You're, you're left with a secondary income. You could develop a, an eight-week fat loss home workout plan and sell that for uh, 19.99, and even once the coronavirus has been and gone, you could sell two of those a day. Now you made it now over the next couple of weeks, and you're going to reap the rewards for that going forwards. Uh, our so, revision mastery. I was going to say our revision mastery uh, boot camps. Majority of those, the crux of those, were made in 2015. In one day. In one day. And we've sold over 7,000 of them. I'll let you do the maths. Yeah. And so the point there is they still need nurturing and care and updates all the time uh, as things change. But the crux of the hard work was done at a point where there was time available. And that's what we have or you have now is a point where you can create a digital product and come out the back end of this and reap rewards further along uh, the line as opposed to seeing the reaction of how do I take my class and put it online and deliver it just in the moment of crisis and I think the problem with that solution that you said about like just take my class put it online is it can often come across as substandard because it's not the mode you wanted to do it it's not designed to be necessarily done that way and you're maybe missing their whole problem solution that Neil was talking about earlier about if they want the social they want mm. um, other benefits so with these kind of digital products, um, I'm going to touch on this slightly now, but dial in it very shortly when we give you some clear action points. But if I was going to create a digital product and I was going to put my current kettlebell class people online, then I would simply just have a Facebook group. Yes, I would get as a membership, as a membership place, a private lockdown secret Facebook group. Um, it's pay per access, pay per play. Um, Person, so pay like for a whole month? Pay for, for a whole month. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is what I've done actually a number of times and had huge success. Um, I would comfortably charge down here in Plymouth £49.59 a month. And inside that, I'd have a very clear structured week. So for example, um, every day there would be a video go in there of some kind of training, whether that be a workout, a mindset, a nutrition training, a meditation training. Um, live some, food prep live food prep something whereby they get value from the training so it might be workout Monday it might be Armadab's Tuesday with a nutrition um, 
training, which is only four or five minutes long. Uh, it might be Wisdom Wednesday, um, something about drink and Thirsty Thursday, uh, Fun Friday. And every day I'm just gonna put some content in. 90% of the time is gonna be video. And just, to, I know you're gonna, Hayley's like, I'm biting, chomping up a bit. Um, I would pre-record that video as well. I wouldn't do it live. Um, because you're left with a whole host of uh, further tensions and anxieties um, unless you're really confident and competent around live training. And if you do do it as a live, then answer the questions at the end and you still have a really good video you can reuse. So I, if I was going to put my kettlebell class or kettlebell session online, I would literally pre-record it, use my iPhone, prop it up with... Uh, whatever a tripod or balance it on a on a on cups whatever you need to do which we've done before yeah um, stack of books and then you can go back and watch it you could use something like InShot or video leap to edit it and then upload it into the facebook group awesome the thing here is sorry to jump in again is right. you're creating a sense of community you're creating all of the things that they actually come to the kettlebell class for inside the group from experience, the best thing you can do is when you put your people inside a group is say one thing. What do you want me to talk about? What do you want trainings on? Just like I did uh, or always do inside this group, what would you like me to talk about? And I talk about the things that you want answers on. Yes. I don't make the assumption um, of what I think you need. I make the facts of what you actually want. Okay. Nice. Now, what's also really important about that content, when Neil was saying, like, you could do this on a Monday, this on a Tuesday, etc. They're not just content for content's sake. They have a really clear purpose that relates to the client's goal. Now, if you imagine you're working with clients, most people in this group, in the inner circle, are already working with clients. They're fit pros. They've got people. What are the questions that you're already always asking or the things that you always have to repeat yourself like a million times to your clients? That's the ideal thing to do as the topics because that information could be used and reused. And A classic example, we get asked daily, what insurance do you use? <laughs> so we wrote a blog about that <laughs> and we've done a live training about that, which means anybody now that has the same question, I just point them towards that blog or yeah. point them towards that particular bit of training. So the beauty of online training is I get to answer the key questions once with great value and then I can just keep adding more and more and more. So if I think back to my online training that I had for my 5am club, when I closed the group down after all, uh, over three years worth of training, there was almost 700 video trainings in there. Almost 700 video trainings, which were on demand anytime. Yeah. And I had a pinned post whereby they could go and find all the nutrition stuff, a pinned post with a link to all of the abs stuff, all the core, all of the HIIT workouts, all of the home workouts, all of the water bottle workouts, all of the uh, sofa workouts, all of the meditations. So it was easy to navigate. Fantastic. Now, this leads on to the principle. Um, we've probably got about five or six principles to go through batched into three parts for you. The first principle is what problem do you actually solve? This is so key. This. So key. Just take this one thing. What problem do you actually solve? So being really clear here and your current clients will love you for this clarity is, is saying, my name's Neil and I work with people in and around Plymouth only guys that are 30 to 50 years old that want to get rid of their belly. Now, you might say, I'm, I work with just uh, ladies that have recently had a child and I work with postpartum ladies to improve their core. And self-esteem. And self-esteem. Yeah. I work um, in and around Birmingham and I work with youth groups around agility, balance and coordination for football. The moment you have sheer laser-like focus on what it is you solve and who you work for is a moment you can make that transition to go online. Because uh, here's the discrepancy, is anyone and everyone can turn up to a kettlebell boot camp and it's quite easy to market to a degree. Yeah. But the moment you go online, people now type into Google and Facebook very specific things. They have to use words sentences 
kettlebell online training. Well, you could how do I YouTube lose, and download some How do I lose fat? Yeah. They type in very specific keywords, and you've got to make sure that in your local area, if somebody types in something around their problem or pain, then you show up. Mm. And that's why you need to be seriously, seriously clear on what problem you solve. I like to think of it as a dartboard in that you have your ideal client, which would be the very middle part of that dartboard. It will literally be the bullseye. That's your ideal client with their ideal problem, their thing. There might be a few other people that join up to your program that will hit somewhere else in the dartboard. They're still on the board, but they're kind of somewhere else. But if yeah. you have a very clear point, you can uh, also target what you're saying to them so that it basically comes across like you're talking directly to them. They're like, this is for me. This is going to help me, not just everybody in the world. Yep. And they're only after anyone they can get. And the beauty of just working with that one type of person is if I just put people, let's say I'm going to work in Plymouth with um, ladies that are post-pregnancy, that want to improve their uh, confidence, um, reduce post-pregnancy uh, stress and tension and improve their core and, and, and have a sense of belonging as their own identity and not as mum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just put those people inside a group. Ooh, the yeah. community feel that I've just created that that person isn't on their own, that they are, other people share the same worries, the same problems. Wow, it's going to blow up. It's going and to be also the phenomenal. the advice you give one lady in there is appropriate to the other ladies in the same group. Yeah. Whereas if you then mix into it that you've got some 60-year-old men and you've got some 17-year-old <laughs> ladies, everyone's got different problems. So when you're then saying, um, this is a good food prep, this is a good like extra content so, to go in, it doesn't match. So this would be the, the best example, I think. Imagine everybody in this group is a fit pro, whether you're... Newly qualified, qualifying, recently qualified, or a veteran, or you um, just do fitness on the side of your main job. You all have, you're all fitness professionals in here. Imagine now if I brought uh, a couple of people in that were just builders or just dentists. This information I'm giving them is no longer relevant. Yeah. So I must put just one type of person, which could still be quite generalized into my online training, yes. which leads to principle number two, which is an acronym known as STEPS, S-T-E-P-P-S. So S is social currency, okay? Ooh, like and what I mean by this is you've got to have uh, social equity, whereby I'm giving away incredible amounts of value and content for free without the expectation of anything um, being received. Can I add something to yeah. it? The word currency to me means that I have to be talking the same language yes. as the person that oh. I'm going to be speaking to. So that I can't be paying you in pounds and you want to pay me in dollars. Nice. Um, it has to be the same <laughs> currency. That's amazing. <laughs> so it has to be in alignment. Yeah, love it. So it has to be in alignment. I've got to talk it. If I want Hayley to listen to me and she works in dollars, then I've got to talk in dollars. Yes. Cool. What I also meant in terms of social currency as well is... In order to talk, I've got to give an incredible amount of, of value um, away. And something that I see an awful lot with fitness professionals is they might post up once or twice a week, okay? As opposed to posting something on social media or Instagram or YouTube or on a blog um, two, three, four times a day. Yeah. So if we look around the people that are successful in terms of online training and making that transition, and this is going forwards to offline training as well. This isn't just about reacting or responding to the now. This is general. This is what we should be doing. If we want to be busy and we want to help more people, because that's ultimately probably why we got into this industry in the first place, was to help people based on a transformation that we once had, okay, um, we want to be giving away as much value as possible. The people that are really successful and helping more people are posting two, three, four times a day. Yeah. Fact. So if, if somebody posts, let's just keep the math simple, five times a day, that's 35 posts per week. Yeah. If you're only posting once per week, your competitor down the road has got 34 more chances of being seen. Yeah, I know what one I'd rather be. So if you are questioning whether or not, am I busy enough? Am I going to be able to get through this? What do I do? 
I would create more value, create more content, and look at the first part of steps, which is social currency. Talking pounds, if your prospect or client is talking in pounds. Yeah. Okay. Next one down is T, which is trust and triggers. Okay. Ooh, nice. And what I mean by that is top of the mind, tip of the tongue. Okay. What's on the top of your ideal client's mind? What's on the top of your current client's mind? And you want to be the first one to say it as if you're talking just in front of your ideal client or your current clients. Even if that triggers them a little bit. And what I mean by that is imagine you are big brother and you say it just before they're about to say it. It's like you're inside their head. You've been watching everything they do and you're able to know exactly what they're worrying about because you've almost been watching them. But also what they find funny. Mm. Uh, and that's what I mean by triggers. So, for example, inside my men's boot camp, majority of my clients um, either drove uh, vans for work because they were self-employed or business owners, or they drove Land Rovers and Mercedes. So I would have deliberately trigger them with comments around Audis. <laughs> and, you know, from a, an Audi versus BMW versus Mercedes driver, it was an easy trigger to get conversation but it also showed some of my identity mm. and it helped go back to social currency and aligned with them. Yeah. Okay. So think, how can I build trust and how can I trigger people to listen to me? And I think this is a big thing with, with all businesses, but fitness professionals is we're not polarizing enough. I say stuff inside parallel which antagonizes people, which puts people into one of two camps. You either really like us or you really don't like us. And we get an awful lot of online hate, a yeah. lot of online keyboard warriors. And I love it because that tells me that I'm repelling people, that people don't want or like me. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then I create this tribe where I build up trust and know and like, and they get to like me, I get to like them, you guys know and like and trust us, we know, like and trust you, and now we can communicate and have a conversation and move forwards. And that can only happen once you've trust. Once you've trust. trust, but also triggered. Next one down uh, for E is emotion. You've got to be emotive, okay? Um, people share things online because it touches their heart. Mm, or they care about it. It's a reflection of their identity. So if you want to transition from going offline to online, then you've got to start putting some content out there that is emotive. It can't be um, beige. It can't be the same thing that every other trainer or yoga or Pilates instructor is saying the same thing. And that can take some time, can't it, to find your voice and find what works for your ideal client, yes. especially if you don't have many followers to start off with. It can take some time, it can take some thought, it can take a lot of creativity, but putting that together over time starts now uh, rather than putting it off anymore. Yeah, completely. Uh, next one down uh, well, is the first P is... Public. Public. So we've had social currency, trust and triggers, emotion, and the first P in steps is public. So it's about making sure that you have a brand, that you have your name, you have your logo, you have what you stand for as a value, and that that's very apparent and very clear. Now the biggest problem we see on this oh, let's do it. is that it takes way too long. It takes way too just long. Just make a decision, won't be perfect first time, just go with it. And this is the, the message I've got for everybody today, is just ride with whatever you decide, go for it. And what I mean by that is if you haven't currently got a logo that you're happy with, just go with what you've got. Yeah. If you haven't got any colors yet, just go on to uh, Google, write in color scheme for branding and pick two of your favorite colors. Yeah. Because you can change it down the line. But right now, in amongst these uncertain times, it's not the problem to be focusing on, yet it's the one thing that fitness professionals procrastinate on the most is I've not got a logo. I don't know what my colors are. I don't know what my slogan's going to be. Quite honestly, that's not your biggest problem. Choose something, go with it. And down the line, once you find your voice a little bit more through practice and practice breeds confidence and confidence breeds self-esteem and lowers anxiety, you can change it in the future. Absolutely. So simple. Make a decision, go with it, but make it public. But you've got to have something. <laughs> For example, like on all of our images, are all of our images, in fact, we've just got 
uh, parallel coaching at a slant in a wiggly fom. Simple. Yeah. Okay. Easy. Easy. Um, next one, because steps has two P in it, is... Of course, that's how we spell steps. Uh, steps. Steps. <laughs> steps. Um, is uh, practical value. And this is useful things um, that your ideal client or current clients want to be seeing. Yeah. Practical value. That could be... So it's not just stuff. It's not just stuff. It's um, what is going to actually give them a mini result for free via social media. What is going to give them a mini result from an email you send them? Okay, what is it you're going to give them as a practical bit of value? And I always think of this as in two camps. You've got education and then fun or entertainment. Edutainment. Okay. Edutainment. <laughs> because that's key is you've got you to gotta have, it's got to be educating because you want to teach them how to create change and habits and whatnot. And you're in the perfect time for that because people are so uncertain around, can I go to the gym? Can I go to this? Can I go to work? They're creating an element of change because they're gonna to have to change their routine. Yeah. So you can really capitalize on that and give them some really practical value um, content online around making an actual change, a habitual lifestyle change right now. If they're used to going to their local Pure Gym and all of a sudden Pure Gym closed and they've gotta do a home workout, you're now gonna give them practical, valuable bits of content 90% of the time through video to make that happen. Yeah. You now build up social currency and alignment, yeah? And you build up trust by triggering them that you can no longer go to the gym, you've got to be doing it in your home. You start to become emotive with them. At the end of all of this, they're gonna sign up with you as a client. Perfect. For, uh, a good plan. Final uh, part of S for steps, because it's S-T-E-P-P-S. P-P-S. Uh, is um, stories. Love and story. what I mean about this one is being vulnerable with your story. So if you're training people that are ladies postpartum and you've also been through, been through that, talk about your struggles, your fears, your pains. Recall a time when something happened. And the more parables and stories that you can align with, you make all the other steps within steps. <laughs> um, much more powerful and it almost the the stories will almost allow for all of the other steps in themselves yes as soon as you do that it's got social engagement and currency because you're talking to them yeah. as if you're them it's got a trigger and it's got trust because you're being vulnerable it's got emotion because it's your emotion it's got a courage writing public because it's your stamp it's your sort of branding and your name associated and it's practical value so it literally encompasses all of it rather than feeling like you've got lots of little things to do. Perfect. Put your story out there. Yeah. Um, and with your story, don't worry. It doesn't just have to be something that you overcome and now you're superhuman and it's amazing. It can be little things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis that maybe you messed up on that shows that you're real. Yeah. Um, and you'll notice this on our emails that we send. Yeah, go and go read all our emails. You'll see what we mean because we it's very much storytelling. Um, I had a thought then and it's jumped out at me. Um, sorry. sorry, no, the story might not just be you. You could talk about stories of your other clients that have overcome their personal barriers. Yep. So let's say you are working and you are a lady and you or so let's, let's go one step further. Let's say you're a guy working with post-pregnancy. Mm -hmm. You've never experienced pregnancy. So you can talk about the pains and fears and stories through the eyes and stories of your clients. Yes. So you could introduce the problem, the possibility, and then talk about, I don't know, Sarah that had X problem, and then give them a principle, and then give them a path, the action. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and I used so, to do this with my clients that were disabled and had uh, and post-stroke. I'm not disabled, and I've not had a stroke. Not yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> unconscious leaping out then yeah um, <laughs> but at the same time i was able to align with them because i could tell stories of other people that have been through that cool <laughs> if i've gone all red <laughs> not yet <laughs> amazing so 
The first part or principle we gave you was what problem do you specifically solve? Then the next one was steps, which is S-T-E-P-P-S. And the third thing is about having a campaign. If you want to transition in these uncertain times and go offline to online or create a digital product, then you must have a structured campaign. And what we mean by that is we're not just picking, making something and throwing it at the wall and hoping it sticks. Okay, um, the classic analogy you know, I say to so many learners, if like, just because I pick a, a dog turd up off the floor in front of a wall isn't going to guarantee it sticks to the wall. No, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Don't know where that came from. <laughs> but I think it's key to understand that it's like the, the film, it's kind of like the film um, with Kevin Costner in. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. If I build it, they shall come. No, uh, we built our first digital product back in 2014 yeah. and we spent so much time, um, this was the original business Kickstarter membership, ma platform. membership platform making this and we launched it and I think in the first six months we sold two or three. Um, now we sell like that a week plus, yeah. you know. Um, if you build it, they shall come. And it's not the case. It's not until you go back through steps, social currency, trust and triggers, emotion, public, practical value, practical value, practical value, um, and stories. <laughs> Notice practical value is pretty important. They're all important. But it wasn't until we actually did that that they started to come. We could guide people through it for a structured campaign. Yep. And that campaign allows you to build the know, like, and trust and follow that person through that path so that they're ready to be able to buy. But also there's a sense of urgency within that campaign. So let's say, for example, the doors open at a certain time and close at a certain time towards the end of the month when people are getting paid. Yeah. Then you can lock that down. That's that month complete. No one else can come in until the campaign opens again. It builds excitement and it builds urgency. What value must I put out there that breaks down the reasons why people don't buy? Wow, what a comment. What value can I put out there that means that they don't fully trust the product? That they don't fully trust the vehicle that's going to solve their problem? What value can I put out there that is going through some internal dialogue of, if I did buy this eight-week fat loss plan, I'm probably not going to be able to do it. I'm not good enough. I don't have kit. I won't use it. I never do. I won't use it. I never do. My wife or partner or husband will judge me for taking the action and therefore I won't do it. What value can I provide that overcomes the fears of why somebody won't buy because of their internal chatter? Why they won't buy because they don't know much about the actual product or service you're going to give? And what's the final one? Why? The actual vehicle. I said vehicle. Internal, external? Um, yes, and external. Why wouldn't they buy because of time, time kids. kids? And if you can answer those in advance as part of your campaign, it only builds up for more people actually buying into your product or service. Now, you might think, well, I don't want to go online quite like that. I just want to get through this coronavirus, these, <laughs> un these uncertain times. You're still going to have to take your current clients through a campaign and show them the value uh, to get them online. Because if somebody does one-to-one -one and has cancelled their, their, their sessions with you, which I've seen a number of the people uh, inside the Inner Circle have, um, I now have to go back to that person and resell them on the concept of online training, yes. which is a campaign in its own right. What is it that's stopping them from signing up? Is it something to do with the, they've not seen you do online stuff, so you've now got to build steps for them s-t-e-p-p-s yeah. is it that something is that they don't trust themselves internally or they don't trust people externally what is it about that campaign that you've got to take your current clients from it from boot camp uh, or kettlebell class and bring them online it's still a campaign and what i love about this is you're basically giving neil's giving you the key to your social content that will that is the free useful information you can put out there by talking about why uh, and what they need to do to overcome all this like why why it's important to train why it's important to go online why it's important to 
look after yourself rather than the individual steps of how to do it yeah so it's the what and the why that you explore more on the outside and then on the inside you will uh, i.e inside your membership inside your digital product Great. that's yeah. where you tell them how they do it and then you've got that nice line between um, not giving away too much free content, but I'll be honest, you can never give away too much free content. Like I, our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos, millions of views. You've got our podcast. Our podcast. I, from my experience, and it sounds so counterintuitive, the more I give away for free, the best material, the more they come. Yeah. Which is ironic, which is crazy. It's so counterintuitive. But so many fit pros and many businesses, small businesses, are really afraid to give away their best material. Almost as if I give away the best material, why would they buy? But if you get a result for something for free, imagine the result you'll get if you paid. And that's the thought. So one of the biggest it. questions we get asked um, in terms of anatomy and physiology is around the heart and lungs. So we give away the entire heart and lungs module on blogs, on YouTube, we email our list regularly around the one thing that they really get stumped on. And then they go, well, how else do I get the other modules? Simple, yeah. okay? So there's some principles. One, so what problem do you solve? Number two, step, social uh, currency, talking dollars, speaking dollars, okay? Trust and triggers, emotion, public, Practical value <laughs> and stories. And then the third principle we've just gone through is having a campaign, very clear campaign of what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, because you know that that answers your ideal client and current client's problems, fears yes. and pains. Now, there's lots of questions come in. We are going to answer them. And we've got one more thing to add, which is about actions that you can take now. Probably what you've all been waiting for. Uh, the most okay but it, what we've done is we've created the context yeah we've we've painted a really nice picture now of the, the pain and the possibilities and the opportunities that you've got in times of uncertainty with this crazy coronavirus so first action point Haley, is react not respond react not respond it took me a little while to read me i was writing but it is <laughs> react rather than res uh, sorry respond rather than react yeah. um, and that's all about keeping it really simple so we've looked at we've talked about so many different points today so take one thing from it straight away that you're going to go right if i was to look at this rather than a reaction to this virus that's happened and it's all crazy and it's all anxious and everything's changed and i'm worried about my income and go if i was just to shift to responding to a situation, what one thing would I like to do or set up that's gonna also see me into the future, not just now? Amazing. That's what I would say. Not just see me into the, uh, the, the, the next few weeks, but how do, I, how do I get the other side of this and just keep that going? So your one thing, I like to see this as a domino. If I push over the first domino with enough force, energy and effort, time, uh, I push over the next domino and it, and, it, and it keeps going, it keeps going. So the question is, is what is the number one domino that you want to push over today or this week? Comment below. That's the first action point. Um, is In fact, if you're listening still, give me a thumbs up. Let me know you can still see and hear us all okay. And we're not just rambling in a room with a goldfish and a green screen and a light. <laughs> <laughs> they okay. can't see the goldfish. Nope. Um, but the, 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 the bit I want you to, to comment below is what's the one domino that you can um, push over today to keep things simple? So if you want, if your one domino is to take my current kettlebell class and put it online, that's your first global action point. And then you can draw underneath that or branches off that as like a spider diagram of other action steps that need to happen in order for it to come to fruition, but keeping it simple, stupid. Yeah. The problem is not, or the thing is here, it's not a problem, is not to react and think, I've got to have it all done by Friday. It's going to be done by Friday. <laughs> it does take time. You are going to encompass challenges. Maybe you're not very techy. Maybe you don't enjoy 
filming. Maybe you've never done face to camera before. Maybe you've never done a live. So you've got some personal challenges to overcome, which is a great opportunity that coronavirus has given you. Which is the next point. Which is the next point is... See the opportunity of the new. Because this could be, if you've been fearing Facebook lives... Or doing face to camera work or you've been thinking about going online but you've never had the balls to do it the coronavirus has been the opportunity for you to do it to take action so the coronavirus or what when the world human beings throw a curveball every eight to twelve years um, the last one was a financial crash in 2008 to 2010 you've got a great opportunity that that is right before you. So rather than get sucked into the, the news or this person or that person or this is now happening, Lou rolls are out of stock and people are crash buying hand sanitizer, you're there in your back office behind a green screen doing the work. Love it. Number three. It's all about action. It's so all I'm about ask action. Neil what he would do. What would I do? If you were a PT that was running classes and one-to-one um, regularly that's your whole sole income what would you do now this is wicked i love this question because i actually did this i'm going to tell you exactly what i did with the 5am 6am club i would put everybody into a facebook group i would the, deploy pay for yeah 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 i'll talk about it. i would i would have a closed secret facebook group and that would be the modality of where i deploy my content nice i would use facebook live and pre-recorded videos i wouldn't touch zoom or go to webinar or anything um, complicated. complicated i would just do use my phone iphone if you have to use an android gutted uh but it's still a phone i suppose <laughs> um and I would start off with doing short three to five minute bite-sized bits of training pre-recorded and I would use something like InShot or Video Leap to add branding and cut and edit things and make it a bit more user-friendly and I would upload that with very clear context and very clear um, value. Like a point to like each Like a thing. point to each thing. So. Um, inside our fitness business Kickstarter around videos, we talk about um, a structure of what we're going to tell them and tell them why they need to know why it's important. Then I'm going to tell them what it is I want to tell them. <laughs> and then I'm going to give them an action point. OK, so it could be um, I'm now going to talk to you about the three best exercises to challenge your core. Tell them why it's important to challenge the core and why these three exercises are best. Who it's Sh for. Who it's yeah. for. Show them the three exercises with all of the education and then say, drop a selfie below when you've had a go at this workout. I wouldn't overcomplicate it. The beauty to online training is you get to do it multiple times and keep it simple, stupid. Okay? So that's what I would do. I wouldn't uh, overcomplicate it. I would have a very clear structure. So that on a Monday, it was like Monday motivation. Um, I'd probably put a, a quote in and most days. I'd put a, a, a video in every day. And I think you'd do a Q&A at least twice a week, wouldn't a you? A Q&A twice a week. And I'd probably upload some documents inside the group as well. Some recipe cards, some smoothie cards. Um, and you can get those made Workouts. up professionally as well. Yeah. Workout. And I wouldn't, again, overcomplicate this. I would make it in Word. I save it as a PDF and upload the PDF. So many people think that online training is very technical and really complicated. The more simple you make it for you, the easier it is for the end user. And the quicker you'll get it running. And the quicker you get it running. So if it's complicated for you, it's going to be incredibly complicated for them to actually um, um, use. use the material. Yeah, okay? exactly. Well, I think about, um, I've done one-to-one -one coaching for revision stuff via Zoom, which is good, but can be a little bit complicated. And they're like, oh, how do I go back and see the lives and everything else? And then I've done the group ones whereby 
um, I've, they've, I've got lots of people all working towards the same thing. That's so much better because I can do the lives, I can upload it all into the group, they can always see every part of it, they can ask questions. If you're oh, gonna so do if better. you're gonna do a live a home workout based on kettlebells or a boot camp, let's say you just run a normal circuit boot camp, what I would do is I would have uh, I'd use a video, I would go out into my back garden, I'd record the eight kettlebell exercises, I would probably do them individually. So I'd say, this is the kettlebell swing, two-handed. Then I do, it's like 90 seconds long. Then I do another video, this is the single arm row. Another video, this is the kettlebell floor press. So they could go and watch the individual trainings and then I would upload just a PDF document of the workout. That they could download to their phone. That they could download to their phone. You might call it your week one warrior kettlebell workout put some pretty pictures of kettlebells on it and it literally just highlights warm up. Set a timer on your phone, 30 seconds high knees, 30 seconds plank, 30 seconds swing. And then whatever your warm up's gonna be, okay? Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna teach you on a warm up, that's not what this is for. And then your main workout, um, the exercise you've got. 50 kettlebell swings, 20 push-ups. 25 kettlebell swings, 20 push-ups, whatever you're gonna do and just list it out. But they go back to the training um, to check the technique to check the if technique. they don't know it. And then the next week, you can just do the different exercises that you haven't included the week before. Yeah. So you gradually build up your library of exercises. Library of exercises. Having to film all of them now. What somebody doesn't want is to keep stop starting on a live video of have you got this or if you've done that. You can't accommodate for everybody on a live video. So that's what I would do. And I think some of the problems with, say, Zoom <laughs> is exactly that. In that you basically do... So I just read a comment. That's all. <laughs> that was what I um, I agree, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that sometimes with like Zoom, for example, you can... The problem that you get is that you can hear everybody, like they accidentally put their microphone on, it disturbs things, you yeah. see people moving, and actually some people might not want to be on a camera, but they can just easily like watch you on a live i think facebook live sorts it and i would then use something like InShot or video leap or camtasia if you want to be a bit funky using a laptop or computer and put three or four of these exercises together create a nice little video and put that on a youtube channel and literally call it how to train at home with a kettlebell if you're in isolation from a coronavirus stuck at home with coronavirus here's how to get six pack COVID-19, the 19 exercises you need. Yeah, with COVID-19, <laughs> the 19 exercises to stay clear of coronavirus. Make it fun. Like, what are people typing in? How to stay fit at home? My husband's got coronavirus. What can I, how, how can I train? Like, these should be titles of your emails, titles of your uh, YouTubes, titles of your blogs. Okay? Uh, that's what I'd do. Really, really, really simple. Um, can I highlight one main thing from yeah. all of this action? Uh, and this whole section at the end and the whole thing throughout is that the worst thing you can do is assume it will be the same and the best thing you can do is see this as an opportunity and take massive action use this kind of urgency that it makes you have for this feeling of like oh i've got to get something up and running now yeah. use that to really give you momentum to get something set up so there we have it how to make the most of uncertain times as the uk deal with the current coronavirus Episode number 32 was actually a live Facebook inside our Parallel Coaching Inner Circle. So if you're not already in there and you're listening to this, the links are below. Come and join us inside the Inner Circle where there's 1,200 plus other fitness professionals just like you. But at the end of episode number 32, we did a Q&A section as well, whereby there was dozens and dozens of questions um, all around the coronavirus and how to take action moving forwards following this live training. And it lasted for a good 35, 40 minutes. So you can go and watch the full episode with the question and answers inside our Parallel Coaching Inner Circle. Outside of that, I hope you've enjoyed episode number 32. Please do leave a review in iTunes. Uh, make sure that's a five-star review, being really, really cheeky. And I hope you've enjoyed all the other episodes as well. You can obviously reach us on the Parallel Coaching website, parallelcoaching.co.uk. And if you do have any questions, uh, head over to our contact page and reach out from there. Outside of that, we will see you on episode number 33. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence.
We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.